Isaiah, thank you for that. We'll talk to you coming up in just a little bit. Right now, we're going to welcome in our next live guest, Alan Adler, here to talk truck tech with us. And you know what? Isaiah didn't talk about this. It's Alan's birthday. So happy birthday, Alan. I didn't thank know that you, you shared a day with National Ranch Day, but there you go. You know, I have a question about that. Did I see celery and carrot soap stuck in that other soap? Was that what that was? I think so. I think That's that was really... the garnish. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. We got sick. gift ideas now. Watch out. That's fine. We had some ranch last night with fried pickles, though. It's quite yes. good. Delicious. Quite good. So, yeah. Let's get yeah. to it, Alan. So, let's talk. Let's talk to right, you yeah. today and get back. Get back on the topic. Okay, if we have to. Well, you were just talking on the weather about. Uh, I don't know if you called them the the the. Um, uh, there's atmospheric rivers or they coming mm -hmm. back to California. Okay. So today's truck tech actually took place. Uh, the, the, the event that led to the essay today took place during the atmospheric rivers in California back in January. Uh, when I finally got my ride in an autonomous truck from Kodiak and, uh, it's the one that I hadn't, you know, checked off yet. And so had an opportunity to do that. And what was funny about the, the event was it wasn't an event. It was a, a demo, right? was that we learned a lot about what's called fallback, where where when a truck has a, a problem, it knows to go to the side of the road, and then it waits to be told what to do. What was interesting about this one was when we got back to the parking lot after a trip from sort of Mountain View to Palo Alto in Silicon Valley, um, Don Burnett, the co-founder and CEO of, of Kodiak, said, hey, he said, um, here's the shears. It's a very nice pair of red-handled shears. Here's the shears. I want you to go inside the truck, and I want you, we're going to, it will be the parking lot. Here, you can watch it. This is 18 seconds. Go ahead. Yep. Do it. Go ahead. So basically, he gives me the, the pliers, which, by the way, became a souvenir. He gives me the pliers or the, the, the shears, and and he says, cut the cable. And I said, um, okay. And so I hesitated a little bit. But we're going about three miles an hour in the parking lot out back um, uh, of Kodiak's headquarters. And he says, uh, go ahead and do that. And and obviously, you heard the kind of beeping, and the truck stopped. I mean, it kind of rocked to a stop. And it had no no uh, no more power at that point. The the point of that was to show essentially that the truck will behave itself. It'll do exactly what it's supposed to do, which is to go into this fallback mode. So I thought it was interesting that that they were confident enough. Um, and this is how we wrote the piece. They were confident enough to have a complete stranger, you know, cut the cable. I guess they've done this with a few other people too. But um, but the idea is that they are gaining confidence all along the way now, getting closer to commercialization at Kodiak with their software system. Again, they don't have a, a, a an actual partner for a chassis, um, but they build into the Peterbilt 579 trucks uh, right now. And um, it's just an interesting thing. And it was something I kind of had hanging around and I thought, you know, I might do a feature with this, but it actually worked out really well as a topper to the newsletter today. So I love that because it's that real life example of the truck having their redundancies for when internal things go wrong, which of course we know happens, right? We can't program a perfect truck and make that happen because if we did, it'd all be autonomous everywhere. What about when things go wrong outside of the truck's control? We mentioned the atmospheric river events, right? This involves a lot of roadslides. You get mudslides, you get boulders falling off, trees falling over all the time, and that's fully outside of the truck's control. How confident is Kodiak with things like that for an external failure instead of an internal failure? 
Well, great question. They're they're gaining confidence. And when we were out um, on our ride, which was about, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes, um, at one point the truck thought it saw something, the vision system, you know, the fusion of cameras and lidars thought it saw something on the road and it went into, it it went into manual mode. In fact, this is described in there where it says manual, manual. You know, there's a, a voice inside the truck, kind of a disembodied voice that announces this stuff. I don't think that'll be necessary once you take the driver out of the truck but it basically tells the safety driver something's going on so the truck went into manual mode because it thought it saw something that wasn't there and this is one of these things where you know that's called a disengagement that's the the term that's used um and so the system disengages and then has to be restarted so uh, basically the truck is saying look i'm not healthy right now you need to do something so i'm going to wait for you to do something i'm going to run you as a, you know, you're going to run in, in normal mode with a driver until you restart the system. So that happened while we were out there. And it was interesting because it was a phantom kind of event. And, and Don Burnett's point was, you know, these things do happen. He said, you know, we ran for, I want to say eight times doing 205 miles back to back in Texas, which of course nothing happens on I-45 really. It's a pretty straight, straight road. And uh, he said, you know, we did that without disengagements and we're really proud of that, but these things do happen. And, you know, he wasn't exactly sure why this one did. What would, what would have happened um, if, if it wasn't just a demo ride is the truck would have pulled over and it would have waited for further instructions. So these outside obstacles, something like a tree falling in the road, that's pretty easy. But but sometimes there are things, and, and we had a lot of rain on the roads. So the, the, uh, the LIDAR was bouncing. Instead of bouncing off of the, the pavement, it's bouncing off the rain. And so it can create, you know, these sort of phantom events. Um, again, the goal here at Kodiak or go, a goal at Kodiak is to sort of eliminate that as much as possible by the end of this year. I have a follow-on question with that. Speaking of LIDAR and getting false images, what about birds? You always know on interstates, <laughs> birds have a propensity to try and fly in front of moving vehicles. Do you think that's something that maybe the LIDAR will, uh, is that an issue that they've run into enough to talk about or is it strictly more like weather related? Well, I, I don't know about birds. Um, I, and I, I know that you have, you know, uh, radar around the truck, kind of a 360 type of, you know, uh, LIDARs. And then you have the long range ones that look out, you know, uh, 500 kilometers or, or, or whatever. I mean, not 500 kilometers, excuse me. Um, basically half a mile. Okay. And, and so, you know, I don't know about birds or things that would be up in the, you know, kind of in the, in the windshield area. I have no idea about those, but the idea is that these things are supposed to pick up stuff, uh, well in advance and actually react to it in advance as well. One of the things that uh, Burnett talked about, and it was interesting. He said, you know, he said, we were driving on the 101 going north towards uh, San, uh, going towards San Francisco. And he said, you know, at this point, the truck probably would be in the left lane because the right lane is going to disappear in about a mile and a half. He said, but our drivers, our safety drivers told us we'd be more comfortable and we'd probably be safer if we were in the right lane until we needed to get into that left lane. And so they adjusted, uh, you know, the system to basically do that. And and it's interesting that they're using, you know, the human, uh, you know, these, these safety drivers are there for a reason. They're there to observe and and to feed into what's going to ultimately be the programming for the computers or for the compute. And, uh, and, and so it's interesting that, that they work that in there. The computers synthesize the data, but the humans add the context. Alan, thank you for joining us this morning. Always great to hear about this. And I love that you got to snip that track. It's like an early birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely unusual, but I got to keep the pliers. That's the cool part, right? There I mean, you they go. were a super.
Yeah. Going to put them on yourself so. behind you. Thanks for joining us today. Well, and of course, we can catch the Truck Tech newsletter in just a few hours and the Truck Tech show on Wednesday afternoons. That's right. And Thomas, I forgot to tell you, everybody knows that birds aren't real. So they don't have to worry about <laughs> That's that. That's why there's been no show. problems. I was wondering about that. I was driving on the way back and I'm thinking, you got the LIDAR right. You've got issues sometimes with weather. What happens if the bird swoops? Does the truck stop? Does the truck know to avoid the bird? Or what happens if the truck hits the bird? Will it pull over and assess the bird related? That's a, that's a great question. The trucks are in on the conspiracy. Birds aren't real. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Freight Waves now.